0: This is what I want to do, and you can call it you know, a defining moment, if you will. And then, you know, seeing my, my mother get sick, and then she passed away a few years ago from cancer. I've been there. I've seen all sides of the coin. I've lived it. You know, it's more than just a job, per se. It's more than just, well, I'm a lawyer, so I need to go make some money. How can I yeah. do that? I think this is a cheesy word, but there's passion there. It's almost like a, a mission or a crusade.
1: Do you know what will happen to your loved ones when something happens to you? If you don't know the answer or don't like the answer, then this is the show for you. Listen up as we teach you about protecting your family legacy through better estate planning. Our family is here to protect yours. So welcome to the Complete Estate Planning Podcast with attorney Nick Rosenbauer.
2: And here's your host, Ben George. Welcome in to the first ever episode of Complete Estate Planning I am Ben George alongside Nick Rosenbauer, and we're going to have a little getting to know you episode today. Before we launch the official first episode of the podcast, this episode is going to be all about getting to know Nick, the business, and also this podcast. What's it actually going to be about? What do we plan to talk about over the life of this podcast? And we'll do so every single week with Nick Rosenbauer, estate planning attorney and the owner of Rosenbauer Law Office. Nick, how are you?
0: Doing great. How about yourself? Thanks for having me.
2: Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to this uh, this new venture uh, with you. And and today, kind of the goal is to get give people a little information about you personally, you know, your personal life, what you do away from the business. Also kind of shine the light on the business, you know, Rosenbauer Law Office, what y'all are all about, what your clients look like. And then also the podcast, kind of an overview of what we want to get out of this podcast, what you hope to get out of this podcast and what we maybe can teach the listeners as they dive in and and work on putting together an estate plan. So that's the goal for today. How does that sound?
0: That sounds perfect. And then, uh, you know, the, the first thing, at least on the podcast side, I you know, I, my father used to say I have a face for radio. <laughs> so that's why we're not doing uh, uh, t, late night TV or anything like that. So all the listeners out there, be happy that you're listening to me.
2: <laughs> so Instead we're not going of- to see you on TV in the, on the <laughs> local <laughs> Cincinnati TV stations, then, huh?
0: No, sir. No, okay. sir.
2: At least not now. We'll see how this goes. Maybe, maybe you have a, a knack for broadcasting and then all of a sudden your career takes a different turn. Who knows? That's what we'll find out. But let's get started first off with some questions about you. and I've got a few questions I'm going to throw out to you. Some pretty basic questions, but I think they'll shine a light on what you're all about. So first thing, open-ended. Tell us one thing about you that you want people to know.
0: It's interesting because I always wanted to be a lawyer, but I never wanted to be an estate planner. Okay, and That's not exciting. That's not sexy per se. I grew up wanting to be what I thought a lawyer was. And and the only thing I had to go off of was watching, you know, Law and Order, The Good Wife, A Few Good Men. I wanted to grow up telling people they couldn't handle the truth, for lack of a better term. And so I, I go to law school and my very first week of classes, my my 1L year. So in in law school, it's not freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. It's 1L, 2L, and 3L year is what it's called. So if I ever say one of that's what I mean, and I, I guess a light bulb went off and it kind of went back to watching my mother take care of her mother so my grandmother, when my grandmother got sick after my grandfather passed away and kind of seeing how selfless of an act that was for my mom to do. And, and if any of you out there have had to take care of parents of your own, you know what I'm talking about. Call at three in the afternoon, something's wrong. You have to leave work. Call at three in the morning, something's wrong. You have to go to the hospital. And that really stuck with me what, uh, what my mom had done And then saw how things were handled and and how nice and easy everything was after my grandparents both passed away. Light bulb went on and I realized, hey, it was not just my mom raising her hand and saying, I'll I'll take this burden on. There was a whole other side of the story here. And it was my grandparents having the the I guess, thinking ahead of time and saying, look, we're not getting any younger. Let's do something that I think is very selfless and make sure that when we get sick, the right people can do what needs to be done, access the money, pay the bills, sell the car, things like that. Mm -hmm. And then once we're gone, let's make sure everything's outlined and we have the right person in charge and leave everything to our family the way we want it to be done and i guess i had a really big appreciation for what my mother did already and then i got a new appreciation secondarily from what my grandparents had done and it just completely flipped a switch and so i said this is this is what i want to do and you can call it you know a defining moment if you will and then you know seeing my my mother get sick and then she passed away a few years ago from cancer mm. so i guess to tell everyone i've i've been there I've seen all sides of the coin. I've lived it. Um, So I guess, you know, it's more than just a job per se. It's more than just, well, I'm a lawyer, so I need to go make some money. How can I do that? Um, It's more of a, I think this is a cheesy word, but there's passion there. It's almost like a a mission or a crusade. So I've I've lived it. Um, And all the scenarios we go over and people come in, talk about things they're worried about with their family, I've done that too, okay? So, and I think it helps me relate better than, you know, situation and like a a big business deal or, you know, murder trial. Well, thankfully I've never killed anyone, okay? (laughs) But that wouldn't be something I can relate to very well. So, you know, it it gives me great joy, which I think obviously makes it... It's personal to you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's more than just going to work every day, clocking in, and then clocking out and forgetting about it. It's, it's personal. And then, you know, I, I do get great joy out of, I think the, the most satisfying part is at the end of the meeting when we're all finished up and we and we shake hands and to just see the relief and mm-hmm. see the clients take a deep breath and say, thank you. I feel so much better about this now. And that's really what it's all about for me. So that's kind of my crusade or my mission, which, if you will.
2: Well, that's awesome. Um, let me ask you, I know you're in Cincinnati, Westchester to be specific, but that's northern Cincinnati. Uh, my yes. wife's from Cincinnati, so I have a little understanding of the city. I haven't been there a whole lot, but I've been a few times. What do you like most about the area and the city?
0: Well, I, I'm originally a Kentucky boy. Okay. Um, northern Kentucky, so it's it's greater Cincinnati. I got all my teeth and you know, never <laughs> drove a pickup truck or anything like that. So not real Kentucky, as they call That's it. Great. I will say we have a, a number of really good bourbon bars in the area. Being a Kentucky boy, I don't have a choice but to like bourbon. And then everyone jokes about the weather here in Cincinnati. And, you know, the, the joke here, if any of our listeners are not from the area, the, the big joke is, you know, if you don't like the weather in Cincinnati, just wait a day. It'll change. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I will say, I, I, we at least get all four seasons. And, you know, some people who live in Florida, they've never seen snow. Right. Or some people who live up in Minnesota, maybe don't own a pair of shorts. I don't know. By the time I'm through with summer, it's starting to cool off. The leaves are starting to change. And by the time I'm through with being cooped up and it being dark and cold, It's March. Springtime comes around. So that's something most people joke about. A lot of people hate. It's a punchline in this area, but I I really like it. It's just enough of everything, if that makes sense.
2: It does. Well, I know you have a uh, a little baby boy, less than a year old, so congratulations on that. I'm assuming I, I set that up to say I bet this is part of your answer, but what does a typical weekend look like for you? (laughs)
0: <laughs> well that that's changed uh, since yeah. <laughs> uh since my little guy was born um nowadays what we do is, is we used to be able to sleep in and now we hope and pray that he'll <laughs> sleep in on saturday and sunday morning uh, and if so that means we get to sleep in if not as soon as we hear him on the baby monitor we wake up but uh i'm i i'm a runner and okay. uh I'm a skier and I'm a golfer. So depending on the weather, I like to get up on Saturday morning, put the shoes on and maybe go for a run, kind of clear the head, things like that. Or maybe uh, or maybe go skiing if I can get some time in or, or maybe go golfing and depending on the weather, just they're quiet and it gives you some time to zone out. My wife and I are this probably sounds bad, but uh, she got me into wine on accident a couple years ago. <laughs> so there's a, there's a wine bar near us that we do little wine tastings and, and here and there. And frankly, and, and, and all of you parents out here know this, the rest of it is dealing with uh, the little guy, whether it's, you know, we try to take him out to eat, try to teach him how to walk. And, you know, the grandparents, obviously, they, the grandparents don't care that much about us anymore Um, i mean they they certainly ask how we're doing Um, my dad has come to see us more in the 11 months since my son has been born probably than the four and a half years my wife and i have had a house and been married before then so it's usually you know if i can get some time to zone out relax go golf or, or go for a run that's great. The rest of it's dealing with the little guy and appeasing the grandparents who want to see the little grandkid
2: that's awesome yeah and I told you before I just had a, a baby a few months ago and it's the same thing my, my mom probably FaceTime me I didn't know she even knew how to use FaceTime to be honest with you and then she FaceTimes me probably every other day now and it's immediately let me see Olivia where's the baby it's not hey how you doing what's new in your life it's straight to the baby so I can definitely uh understand that that feeling uh one last question about you what's the last place sure. you visited
0: So we haven't gone on a real vacation since baby was born. Um, However, we went on a a significant trip. We booked the trip to Germany um, to visit Berlin and Munich. And I have extended family uh, in a little in a small town kind of out in the country there as well. And we bought the plane tickets a week and a half before we found out we were pregnant. So, the the time ended up being wonderful. And we spent eight days going through Germany. Obviously, my family's from there. I can speak some German. Uh, I'd say probably, you know, I have the vocabulary of a small child, maybe a five or (laughs) six-year-old. And we went there for eight days and just figured it out. And, you know, spoke German, ate their food, drank their beer, uh, my wife was pregnant, but she did have a small sip of German beer at the true Hofbrauhaus, the original yeah. one when we were in Munich. So I, it was That's a true. small amount, so everything was fine. Um, and that was the last place we visited, and it was absolutely wonderful. I, wonderful. Obviously, it's it's a hike to get over there, and, and the flights are very expensive, but if you ever have a trip, uh, have a chance to go on a trip like that, This sounds like a cliche American, and I was told as such when I was over there, (laughs) but you really realize how big the world is and how small the world that you're familiar with is here in America, because there's nothing American, you know, that's over 300 years old or, or something. I'm not a math major, but America's a baby country. Yeah. And you know, I was looking at castles uh, that were, you know, built in 900 AD, and they don't they don't have any of those over here, obviously. Nope. And then you know, obviously the Berlin Wall and how Berlin was split up, you know, between the Americans and the Russians and the French, et cetera. And just you know, there it's a big world out there, and there's a whole lot of things that have gone on, and not everyone lives the way we do and the world hasn't always been as as nice and safe and as you know basically full of opportunity so there's a whole big world out there and uh, it it was absolutely wonderful really eye-opening and perfect timing too because (laughs) you have the baby and you you don't do a trip like that for a while
2: yeah exactly (laughs) well look basically it's four questions i've asked you it's not a lot but we're gonna get along pretty well there's a lot that you said that i've connected with and one of those being. The travel. And that's the one thing that I always took away from my trips. And I've been to Germany and Italy and a couple other places. But oh, neat. I was always so fascinated by the fact that I was standing in a place that has been around for hundreds of years before the state of North Carolina or Alabama, where I'm from, was even around. And that yeah. always just blew my mind that people had been living here for longer than our country was even founded. And I thought that was always so fascinating to me. So when you <laughs> said that, that really that really got, got to me. That, so that's pretty cool. Let's transition uh, quickly to your business. So you kind of got into this a little bit at the beginning on why you started into estate planning, how you got into this business in the first place. So we won't rehash that uh, over again. So let me ask you how, kind of look at your clients a little bit and and people that you work with. How does the estate planning process truly look for your clients?
0: Well, for my clients, it can be a bit surprising As far as the depth and the detail that we go into, and that depends. If this is someone who's never had a plan done, never worked with another attorney before anything like that, and they have a a clean slate, then usually it seems rather complete. We check all the boxes, okay? So we need to first make sure if, if something happens to you, you know, you get sick, you're not feeling good, you're not available, you know, God forbid you have health problems, Someone can take care of you and can continue to run things and pay the mortgage and, and do what needs to be done. So we got to make sure you're okay and your life and your lifestyle is okay. And that that's all fine and good. Most people are, are prepared for that sort of conversation. What people aren't prepared for usually is the second half of that, which is after you're gone and, you know, as opposed to just... Let's divide the money up equally among the kids. Call it a day. How does that look? Uh, is that maybe the the best thing to do? And is there anything that should be done to make sure that the kids are taken care of? So what you know what people don't realize a lot of times is the estate plan is not just for you. It certainly is for you, but it's also for your loved ones, your children, your grandchildren, those you leave behind. So th- the process is rather in-depth. We, we start off by sitting down, getting to know each other, and understanding your situation. See if this is something, first off, that you need help with. And second off, are we a good fit to work together? Uh, and then if so, we, we, we dive right into the details. We, we roll the sleeves up, and we make sure we cover all the bases. And then we review the plan, we put it in place, and we have a very good, a very systematized approach or process to make sure that nothing gets left behind, nothing gets forgotten, and we don't have a situation where... Oh, I'll call you when it's done. You know, and, and a lot of people who've worked with lawyers have heard about that have heard that phrase a number of times. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, two, three months down the road, things fall between the cracks. So we, we make sure that none of that happens.
2: Awesome. Well, I, I know you talked about how it's a personal to you and you really get a thrill out of helping people and and, and making sure they're comfortable and, and that look on their face after that plan is in place. But What do you like most about being an estate planner? Is that it? Is it that feeling that you get when you see somebody that that feels comfortable and knows they don't have to worry anymore?
0: Well, that's a big part of it, and that's very rewarding as well. Obviously, you know, uh, you have to work, you have to make money, but it goes so much further than that. It's very rewarding to know that I'm doing some good, to know that I'm really moving the needle, if you will, and having a positive impact in the lives of so many families. Uh, who are worried about things, worried about their children, worried about, you know, fighting or problems or how things will be taken care of after they're gone. And it's so rewarding. It's so satisfying, you know, when I tell them, hey, we're, we're finished and we've done it. And then they realize that, you know, if something happens to them before the kids grow up, the kids will be okay. The right person will take care of them. Uh, The money will be set up and accessible in such a way that they'll be okay. They can go to college, pay medical bills, things like that. And that, you know, if there's a reason we need to be careful about what happens with the next generation, that's taken care of as well. Okay, so all these things they've been worrying about and laying in bed at night talking to each other or wondering, you you mentioned vacation, you know, a lot of times people say, well, what happens if the plane goes down when they're on vacation? That's gone. So it's a big burden lifted off their shoulders and it feels wonderful, you know, to be able to help carry that across the finish line.
2: Well, that gives us a good kind of understanding of the business and why it's important to you. So I'm looking forward to learning more about estate planning as we go forward. And that kind of takes me to the final part of this uh, getting to know you podcast. And that's getting to understand what this podcast is going to be all about. So what we want people to learn. So what made you want to launch this podcast? What was the decision behind that?
0: Okay, that's a, that's a great question. And to be honest with you, I was speaking to my wife and talking to both of my staff on a number of different things as far as you know, some information and, and looking through different things and not even anything related to estate planning. And I realized how different people consume or like to absorb information different ways. I personally am a big reader. I have an entire extra bookshelf in my office specifically for uh, a number of books on, you know, business and you know, textbooks and and personal growth and and reflection and things like that. And my wife likes to listen to podcasts. So she'll walk around with her headphones plugged into her phone and has her podcast app up. And one of my staff members likes to, I guess, is a visual learner. So whenever I teach her something, we sit down together and we go over it. And basically, I sit in the driver's seat. She sits co-pilot and then we switch places. But she's got to see it. She's got to see it. You can't tell her what needs to be done or type it to her. She's excellent. But if you really want her to pick it up quickly, she needs to see it. And I realized that, you know, we do a lot of writing. I do a lot of events and we sit down in person, but that's not the way everyone likes to learn. And there's a number of people who who like to listen to absorb information. And so I I thought it was another good way to get the message out and to help some people learn who, you know, maybe don't like to, read reports or sit yeah. through a presentation or, you know, read the relate, the latest article about, uh, you know, estate planning all changes or something like that. So I thought you know, this would be a great way to do it and, and help uh, educate the public uh, in another way.
2: Well, it's definitely a growing uh, platform and still really in its infancy. Honestly, when you look at the big picture, there's this very small percentage of people that listen to podcasts, but it can use to grow at a pretty quick pace. So Uh, Hopefully, we'll see that same uh, growth here on this podcast. When you have people listening to us, um, what do you want them to learn? What do you hope people take away from the show?
0: Well, first off, we're going to do our best. And obviously, I'm a lawyer. So all lawyers think they're really smart and (laughs) they like to use big fancy words and legalese that the only other person who, who, who talks in legalese would be people reciting Shakespeare. Um, but uh, <laughs> apart from the drama enthusiast, um, you know, a lot of attorneys like to talk in very technical legalese, uh, mumbo jumbo, so to speak. And, and frankly, a lot of the legalese was written, and a lot of people don't realize this years ago, as a way to make attorneys be necessary. It was almost a barrier to entry. So okay. if you were not a lawyer and didn't understand what herewith and forsooth and, you know, hereinafter meant, well, you you had to hire one of us. Um, and it was kind of a, you know, an exclusive club, so to speak. So one of the things I like to do is I do my best to make these complex topics make sense to people who do not have a law degree. So one of the things we'll try to do is we'll take some myths, some complex topics, uh, maybe something you've heard about in the news. If there's a big article about, you know, a celebrity who's passed away and problems with their estate. So we'll uncover those and we'll, we'll talk about those in normal English as opposed to legalese. And then also for people who maybe have uh, an estate plan that they're not happy with, or maybe they don't have an estate plan, but they're wondering if that's something that's necessary, help equip them to maybe understand what options are out there, what might work best for their family, and then you know better prepare them for when they walk into the lawyer's office and, and make an educated decision as opposed to just saying, well, the lawyer told me I should do this, but I don't remember why. I, I lost count of how many times people have said that. I've had clients come in to me, used to work with another lawyer. They don't know what they have. They don't know why. Um, and so my my hope here is to do that, again, without it turning into a boring law school lecture at the same time.
2: I got you. Well, we have a pretty good idea then of, of what this podcast is about while we started. So who's your ideal listener? and And eventually, I guess, an ideal client for you.
0: Yeah, that's true. Well, probably the person who would get a lot out of this podcast. There are a couple of them. First would be someone who is concerned about what happens when something happens to them. I guess is probably the the simple the the one sentence answer. So, someone who does not know what happens when something happens to them, and they need to know you know, what's next? They need to know how are they taken care of? How is their finances taken care of? How are their uh, medical decisions taken care of? And then after they're gone, how are their loved ones taken care of? Their their wife, their husband, their children, etc. So what happens to your loved ones when something happens to you is kind of a phrase we use. And then also Another ideal listener would maybe be someone who maybe they're the oldest child, or maybe they're an only child, or they're the the local child. Someone who maybe they're starting to take care of uh, their parents as they age, or perhaps their parents have passed away and they're in charge of settling things and picking up the pieces. Someone who has this job thrust upon them and isn't really sure what to do, and hopefully that's someone... Can learn a lot from this as well and understand all the tools in the toolbox, all the things they need to do. And if the person is still alive and competent, um, if their parent is still alive and competent, hopefully give them enough information so they can do a quick evaluation, maybe understand if what mom and dad have in place is adequate, or if there's some red flags or it's incomplete, in which case, you know, they need to drag mom by the ears. Well, not <laughs> literally, but, you know, make sure that they understand that, hey, we haven't finished the job here. And it's both to help mom out and also help uh, that son or daughter out, uh, make things easier for them and clearer for them uh, so they know what they need to do when the time comes. Those are those are the two big things. Someone who is not sure or is not comfortable with what happens you know when something happens to them, and then also the family members who would be in charge of taking care of mom and dad and and finishing things up or picking up the pieces after they're gone. So those are the two people who I think will really get a lot uh, out of this podcast.
2: Well, that sounds good, Nick. I, I appreciate you taking some time to to sit down for this getting to know you episode. Before we get into the podcast officially, I I know I've appreciated getting to know more about you and your family and, and the business as well, and. Full disclosure, I'm not someone that has been spending a whole lot of time looking at estate planning, thinking about estate planning. So I plan to use this podcast as a learning experience for me as well. So I kind of hope to take that journey with the listeners uh, along the way. So I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and um, this has been uh, great, and hopefully I didn't scare everyone away here.
2: <laughs> no, nah, no, no way, no way. Well, look, make sure you subscribe if you haven't uh, now that this is up, and the first episode is now in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is you listen to podcasts. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. That way that next episode, when it comes out, it's going to be delivered right to your inbox, and you can listen to it as soon as it is published, and we will have one coming out very soon. It'll launch the official start of Complete Estate Planning. It's going to be a fun podcast. We're going to tell you more about Nick, more about the business, and and much, much more about estate planning along the way. So for Nick, I'm Ben. Thanks for listening to this Getting to Know You episode. We'll talk to you next time. The Complete Estate Planning Podcast
1: is brought to you by the Rosenbauer Law Office based in Westchester, Ohio and serving the entire Cincinnati area. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, google podcasts and everywhere you listen to podcasts subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode just search for complete estate planning with nick rosenbauer to find us or visit EstatePlan.com to listen to past episodes to contact nick and to learn more about protecting your family legacy that's com.